Let's talk about China. We're always talking about China in Canada, and for very good reason, not just Huawei, the two Michaels, but Canada's connection to China in so many ways, and certainly a lot of focus on the Liberal government has been falling, and rightly so. We found out a new one. There was a lot of pushback after we discovered that one of the first places that Canada had gone to get a, a vaccine was with a Chinese drug company, many people scratching their head. And then when we discovered that the deal fell apart and they never used this arbitration process for resolving the dispute, we wondered why. Canada continuing to work with the company and the vaccine What is this a sign of on the bigger issue of Canada and China and the future? Christian Luprecht is joining us, professor at both the Royal Military College of Canada and Queen's University and a fellow at the Macdonald-Laurier Institute. Christian Luprecht, how are you? Welcome. Good evening, and thanks for the opportunity to chat about this important topic. And it's an ongoing bewilderment, I think, how uh, this country continues to deal with China. You know, when we first found out that the first place that Canada went to for a vaccine was to deal with a Chinese company, it was it was incredible. After all the political pressure being put on the Liberal government and this Prime Minister for our relationship with China, and I just, before we welcomed you on the show, I just went through the litany of connections there. But, Christian, now we find out that they're not even using the tools that they have to use to deal with China and this arrangement. What does this particular connection tell you? So I think these are often, sir, I think, where there's disconnect between the left hand and the right hand. And I think it points to the fact that we don't have a strategy, that these are all sort of tactical moves. Somebody thinks it's a good idea to get this collaboration and someone else who then is in charge of trying to riding the ship um, probably has never been briefed on the details of the contract, of the opportunities and that, uh, that and the, the liberties that existed within the contract. And so I think it points to the need to have a much more detailed, much more careful sort of look at all the ways that we deal with the relationship um, with China, because uh, it's uh, we clearly we're, we're not having a systematic, coordinated effort in how we're trying to manage this relationship in the best interest of the government of the day, um, of Canadians, and of course, in this case, also Canadian research funding, because the significant amounts of money that went into this, and also, I guess, initially a certain degree of confidence by the government that this is a collaboration that would bear fruit. And of course, it's done the exact opposite. Uh, It's cost Canada a whole bunch of money. And uh, um, in the end, it also seriously undermined um, our credibility in terms of dealing with uh, with Canada, given that China basically unilaterally dropped the relationship um, and we did not assert our interests or the latitude that we have had within the arrangement uh, in order to make it clear that we remain in the driver's seat in this relationship. You know, we've been so docile with China. Every move, perfect word for it. And this is an example, not stepping up when we had the right to. One may wonder if this government is being so careful because of the future of the two Michaels. And there's two sides of the corn here. Does does Canada step up and get tough? And if we do, what good will it do? Or do we need to play nice? So China is, of course, trying to play hostage diplomacy with a whole number of countries. We're not the only ones. And I think the challenge is the more we give in, 
to mm-hmm. and the more we kowtow and bow down uh, to China, the more we're effectively compromising our own sovereign uh, decision making, um, and the more we're also going to become subject to other efforts to try to extort us. Uh, into making decisions that are not in our own interests. Uh, I mean, keep in mind, we have a democratically elected government that is supposed to assert the will of uh, of the Canadian people. And here, that will is being actively constrained, as we can see again in this particular case, uh, by a foreign power and, uh, and an authoritarian foreign power. And so I think the, the lesson here is that Canada needs to be assertive in terms of its interests. We have other allies that are much more assertive. If we think, for instance, about how Australia has gone about uh, about these matters, um, and I think it shows that uh, that that there's there's a lot more we could be doing, um, and that it doesn't necessarily put the two Michaels at risk. And I think this government, yes, it is highly afraid of what might uh, transpire with the two Michaels, but I think this government has generally um, been seemed to be afraid to deal in any assertive fashion. Um, with China on just about any file. And I think that is partially due to concerns about the two Michaels. It's partially due to concerns about how that might affect perhaps broader sort of business interests and investments in China. But it's also due to the fact that we don't have a China strategy, which is puzzling because this government ran 85 reviews when it came mm-hmm. to power in 2015 on a whole series of files. It's put out all sorts of strategies. And yet on China, it seems there is no consistent or coherent engagement of how we actually deal with a country that in some places is our uh, is, is, is a peer with whom we need to cooperate, in some cases is a competitor, and in some cases is an adversary. And clearly on this particular file, when it comes to um, foreign policy, biosecurity, research collaborations, whether it's this particular case or the Winnipeg Lab, uh, China has proven itself to be an adversary. You know, it, it's a new road to go with China because... The other road was well-worn. We could see that with the liberal government. However, if you remember when we talk about what Canada should do about the two Michaels, there were even some former conservative senators who stepped up and said, we need to negotiate to get the the two Michaels. We need to free the Huawei executive and just get this thing done. There is something about China and Canada. However, Christian, as you know very well, in every area of concern in foreign relations and security, it is China, Russia, China, Russia, China, Russia. Is this something that this government has got to grab hold of? Yeah, so look, I mean, how successful have the negotiations been? Mm -hmm. Like soon the two Michaels will have been in prison for almost a thousand days. So I would say mm-hmm. that anybody who's been advocating that we somehow need to negotiate and that you can actually play nice with China uh, is missing the boat. Clearly, everything that Canada has done and trying to be nice, trying not to antagonize China, uh, has not in any way helped secure um, uh, secure the freedom uh, or at least some sort of leniency in, sort of in terms of access, for instance, and actual adherence by China to its international obligations when it comes to people that it detains. So I would say that that strategy has proven thoroughly unsuccessful. Uh, sure, we need to keep uh, keep uh, keep them in mind and continue to act sort of in uh, in their best interests. But as you point out, I think that geostrategically, this world has changed, and our adversaries mm-hmm. are pressing us hard every day, politically, economically, diplomatically, on the military front, on the cyber front, um, and that the two key big players here are China and uh, and Russia. Um, and it seems that um, on on Russia, we 
have perhaps a bit more of a coherent strategy given that we're a NATO member country and so we can draft behind some of our allies and partners on containing Russia. Uh, but on China, I think um, nobody really seems to have a good cooperative effort. And China seems to be exploiting that at every opportunity. And so I think it is high time for us uh, to um, not just act in Canada's own interests, in our sovereign democratic own interests, but also in to, to try to do more of an effort to get on the same page with our allies, because the way we're ultimately going to contain uh, the way um, the Chinese regime has been exploiting the um, international political space uh, in ways that are clearly contrary to um, a proper behavior under international rules, uh, norms and law is by getting on side with key allies and partners and sending a clear signal, as for instance, we've now done with Russia, that uh, the, this type of behavior is going to uh, elicit a concerted reaction by a host of countries. And until we can actually do this, I think we'll be we'll continue to have uh, to have challenges. And yeah, that's All right. Final question. A, final question, Christian. If I can just jump in here, is didn't Canada try that at the so-called trial of the two Michaels? We had representatives from other allied countries locking arms, standing outside. There's been all sorts of reports about uh, pressure being put on President Biden to help that the route to freeing the two Michaels may be through the United States. Yeah, so we did get the moral support from the Americans on that uh, um, in, 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 and, and other allied countries in terms of their observer status. But for instance, every single Asian uh, ally and partner uh, was absent um, on, that, uh, on that particular day. And I think so it shows that we're going to need to act in a more concerted fashion, not just with the United States and the European Union, but with our partners in the region. And we shouldn't be surprised that they're not particularly keen on supporting us because for years, both this government, the previous government, Canada has been largely missing in action when it comes to Asia-Pacific meetings, Asia-Pacific policy, and in, in particular, Asia-Pacific security. And so I think we need to do our part in that region to contain China's behavior if we then want to count on the support of our allies and partners uh, in the Asia-Pacific region when things, when the going gets tough for us. Uh, so I think it again shows that we don't have the strategic foresight that we need to have and that there is considerable relational damage that I think we need to continue to remedy in terms of Canada's presence in realizing that we have a Pacific coast and the importance of that Pacific coast, the currency of that Pacific coast has gone up dramatically in recent years. Christian Luprecht, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you kindly. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Arlene. Christian Luprecht, a professor at both the Royal Military College of Canada and Queen's University and a fellow at the Macdonald-Laurier Institute. I'm Arlene Bynan for Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.